The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus BetQL Network. Crowd goes crazy and why not? John Morant is with his famous crossover move there and then is able to elevate before Wimbledon can get back. And hello, Wimby, let me introduce you to Mr. Morant. Y'all haven't met before. <laughs> Oh, those Grizzlies backers are just salivating after that one last night. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on a jam-packed program today, Von Dalzell will have his favorite Week 18 NFL bets and some NBA plays for you as well on this happy hump day. And then at 11.20 Eastern time, Jason Logan tells us what we need to know as we prep for the NFL regular season finale. We heard about the Grizzlies and the Spurs, and, you know, it was interesting for me, Joe, in terms of my bets last night, where, you know, overall I did okay, did a lot of research and prep mostly last night, but in terms of my bets, I did just fine, except the Grizzlies Spurs went way under the total that I bet over on, so it was one of those, like, humbling experiences where the bankroll is just fine, but that one miss was a really, really bad miss, Uh, but how did you do last night? Yeah, they they did bounce back, obviously, last night. But, um, you know, interesting. We didn't talk about it, you know, yesterday in our return. But over the break, after they got all that steam, like they rattled off three straight losses. So they're, they're still way off when uh, they were getting steamed after that one uh, big job Morant game in his return. So overall, including then, they're two and three with him. So 
that's uh, certainly noteworthy. I'm sure the numbers aren't back. <laughs> Maybe the beginning of the season mattered just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Imagine if they don't lose, win that one overtime game too. Uh, Pitt was a loser for me. Uh, they stunk it up in the second half. They, it's one of those games, 17% on threes. So that was bad. I was kicking myself because the games that I was really close on that I was contemplating were, you know, mid-range favorites. It was like Purdue to want to take lay five and a half with Purdue on the road in, in an early conference game. In the end, I did not. Uh, I was considering Wisconsin. You know, Iowa's nowhere near as good as they, as they have been in recent years. I was considering Wisconsin laying a similar price, five and a half. I usually do want to go to Madison. Did I want to go to Madison? I did not. So I was looking at a couple of conference uh, game favorites that, and then I backed away in the end. And of course, both those were winners. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Anytime you can go to Madison, I think everyone got on the show. Well, knows. I mean, that's that's the trend right now. That's what's yeah. happening in 2024. Like, right. there's an excuse, long train, whatever, two days, don't care. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, my god! I love it. Oh.
How about Shea Gilgis Alexander? I mean, OKC, they beat the Celtics mm-hmm. last night. I thought that was impressive. And now his uh, MVP odds, he's, gosh, he's really moving up the board, it seems like, every week. I still haven't placed an MVP vet- bet in the NBA. A little tongue right. twister there for me. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was thinking about is now a good time to maybe take a flyer on Giannis. I mean, his odds are just getting longer and longer. I think we all kind of decided to pass on Luca when we talked about it last. But now it looks like a three-man race with Embiid, Jokic, and uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. So that one's interesting. Yeah, wh- As for my bet, so bonus, yeah. uh, the triple-double didn't hit. He only had four assists, but uh, he got the double-double. So, yeah. What's with the Giannis move? What is that? The fact that the Bucks have been Over. disappointing. I mean, what is it? Like, Giannis is still, like, outspoken, and he's still, you know, perturbed or whatever. Like, I wonder if, like, we're looking at, say, overall reputation, and Giannis is just, like, one notch below, say, everybody else. Like, we're sort of falling in love with Jokic all over again because the Nuggets are mm. great, and then the, the Sixers are unbelievable, and I think so that's, you know, renewed confidence in them. And I wonder, you know – sort of more philosophical than anything else. But like, sometimes I think whenever we're looking at like the MVP market and things like that, like we only have the bandwidth for like two to three people. And Giannis is starting to get squeezed out because a SGA is sort of bursting onto the scene. And that would probably be my best guess. Like the numbers are still good. Like he's still an exceptional basketball player, but that's probably my best guess is that Milwaukee is just not on the same footing as some of these other top teams in the East. Yeah. And they lose to Indy again. Um, but that 64 game is still in recent memory. That's why I'm surprised to look at it. And he's an established star, a guy that's won this award. And, you know, every night it's 30, you know, double-double, sometimes triple-double. And, like, mm-hmm. the other night it was a triple-double. And I, 19-1 doesn't make sense. It, you're making me think about it, Aaron, because I have not placed an MVP I, bet either. And he's the only guy I've really considered when you count in the value. I agree. I mean, his odds are much longer now than when we talked about. I want to say it was around 12 to 14 to 1 when we talked about MVP Mm -hmm. last. And now you're getting – it's even more of a buy low spotted. If they do start to click and get things together, uh, that is a spot where I would pounce on it. As for SGA, I mean, a couple days ago he dropped 40 as they beat the Nuggets. I mean, he's just been so impressive this season. Mm-hmm. I, I did back OKC to win that particular division. It's the Southwest, if I'm not mistaken, or whichever they, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> but does. that is one where I, I sort of like the overall collective. And it was something where coaching coming into the season, I felt was really good because they're sort of doing these revolutionary things defensively where their stars are able to shine in terms of, you know, creating transition and all that good stuff. So definitely that makes a lot of sense to me. And as far as like other futures plays uh, in the NBA, I don't know if anything else just stands out right now. Like if any other performances or teams are doing anything special. I mean, you know, I do wonder when the Warriors are going to make a move uh, because they're still sort of mired in misery in the Western Conference. But maybe they make a play and then someone there can make a move. But other than that, nothing really stands out to me. Yeah, we, just to circle back quickly, we we mentioned the Grizzlies a few yeah. moments ago. The make the playoffs best numbers plus seven thirty. I want to say after that first jaw game, it was eight to one plus eight fifty, and mm-hmm. it, and it dropped that morning. And uh, the title odds are one thirty to one is the best number that you can find. So they are they have been kind of trending back, but not where they were. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, there's another couple weeks off the calendar. 
and they haven't really gained any ground. So thing that comes to mind is that the betting market is telling us that the Texans are three points better on a neutral field, and I have a tough time buying into that based on what we've seen this year in the sample size and when you throw everything in. I know nobody wants to back the Colts. That's the other element of this. And we're still sitting here week 18. They've won the majority of their games. They've uh, created themselves a position where they can be in the playoffs with a win. And still nobody believes in the Colts. They would need a little help, obviously, for them to win the division. A win and a Jacksonville loss uh, is what we're looking at. But, you know, opening as the favorite, people are all in on the Texans. All right, Stroud got the uh, cobwebs out. He's back and uh, he's going to be the guy that we saw earlier in the season, they think they're going to go on the road and dominate. So I think, I think it's really interesting. I'm not surprised because nobody's been backing Indy pretty much all season long. Right. Um, maybe as an underdog, but not so much as a favorite. And now there's been so much love on the Texans that now the Colts are going to be able to play up that underdog role. Yeah, I think there's a lot to love about the Texans. They're just a young, fun team. They've been a surprise this season. And there's not, like, the Colts don't have that, like, sexy, fun factor, but they've been getting it done. I wanted to fade the Colts all season, and I've been burned. I've been wrong. I think this line is right, and I'd probably just stay away from it at this point. Yeah, I can certainly see myself staying away from it as well, just because I I still and like I've watched the Colts enough this year. It's not like I've been living in a cave this whole time, but I keep going like, all right, what impresses me the most about them? Like, what do I really like about the Colts? We go, okay, yeah, that's really tough to beat or wow, that's really innovative or any of those things. It's really hard Mm -hmm. to put my finger on it, even when I look at the stats and stuff. Yeah, it's just that. It's like Steichen just knows how to run a program. That's about it, right? Like, I don't know what else to point to where I go, wow, Gardner Minshew, that's a really, really tough throw, and he does it all the time. Or this defense is doing et cetera, et cetera. Like, even when I was, you know, looking at other stuff and researching other things, it's like, okay, the Colts have one of the higher rate of quick pressures in the NFL. Okay, that's kind of cool. You know, that pass rush can be, you know, a little tricky to deal with, especially if they're able to penetrate bad offensive lines. But is that going to be a problem against the Texans and CJ Stroud, who seems to be doing all sorts of things, you know, well beyond his years, Joe? Yeah, I mean, and it it was so long ago, but it's like another season at this point, especially when you have a rookie quarterback on one side. But if you go back to week two, the Colts found a way to win that game and Stroud threw for 384 yards. Like, how did they do it? I don't know. But we've been saying that all season long. Are we going to be saying that on their way into the playoffs? Next week, we're sitting here talking about the Colts matchup. I could see I could see a situation where, you know, C.J. Stroud and the Texans do it again. But I also don't think this this is a Colts team that's just going to lay down. Like, this isn't going to be an easy uh, matchup here. So I, I, I could understand why the line is where it is and – Nah, I'm not interested as much as I love it. Is it minus it, one and a half everywhere or is it? No, I see mostly somewhere. minus one at BetMGM right okay. now. I just saw one yeah. and a half yeah. now too. Yeah, I saw yeah. one sports okay. book that had a two. Oh, man, if it trends that way, I don't see it getting up to three, but I would be <laughs> on the Colts in a yeah. minute uh, as far as that goes. Uh, uh, but but like changing the fifth, flipping favorites one to one, it's uh-huh. not that big of a deal. Like it's notable that the favor changed, but I don't know that it's that big of a deal. Um, I still think this one's it. That line's right. It's a coin flip. Okay, money's coming in this side. Let's make them the favorite. It's a coin flip. It's probably going to come down to the 
fourth quarter, maybe even the last possession. Mm-hmm. Any teaser appeal there for you? If this gets to like one and a half oh, or even if, if sort of two becomes a little bit better. Like I know it's a higher total, but it is a division game. So sometimes those games turn out to be a good bit lower. And if the Colts really are this feisty, pesky kind of a team, I might pull the trigger on that part. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing this week. What are you going to hook it up with? Do you, I, I'm not bringing any favorites down. I'll tell you that much. Now, if you sure. put a dog Rated. up, where where do you go? Like Minnesota? I love the no. other game that day with the Ravens. What? But we don't know what's happening yet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be Huntley, right? I assume so. I would assume but, so. And he's good. Wait. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm fine with the Ravens, but there's yeah. no sense in doing it now. If we hear something today or tomorrow about the Ravens, they make all these announcements about starters or they say something, the line's going to go haywire, right? So mm-hmm. how far will it go? I, I would just wait at this point. Because it could go five. I mean, as crazy as it is to say, Pittsburgh has a five-point road favorite. I just think Baltimore, even if they do sit some starters or some injured guys in Lamar, just knowing how Harbaugh, how serious he even takes the preseason, I think the the Ravens roster overall is so much better than the Steelers. Would make a good Good bit of sense specifically in this position. I get it. I'm uncomfortable talking about it, but it makes a whole lot of sense. I I am looking forward to sharing this one, and then you guys can just, you know. Steelers by margin on the road in Baltimore. I don't know. I know. This is Michael Daly presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we power rank the quarterbacks, play callers, and head coaches that we trust the most in the playoffs and the one we absolutely do not. And I promise you, feathers will be ruffled right here on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. He doesn't want to talk about it, but Dan Campbell right. then proceeds to talk about it. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by yeah. BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. You know, the NFL released a video about this so that everyone is supposed to understand how <sighs> to report players as eligible. And then watching the video, I'm like, this is even more confusing now than it ever was. I was so sick of Brad Allen by the time we got to uh, Sunday's games. Like, anytime I see anything about this, I just scroll on. I don't care. Like, I'm done with it. <laughs> NFL's not going to do anything, whatever. Just don't give this guy a playoff game. Um, as, as we're listening to Dan Campbell there, again, it, it is a funny clip. But uh, it just mm-hmm. – you ever get into an argument with someone? You're like, I don't want to talk about it. And then you you proceed to go on and on and on and on and yell about it. And then you're like – Settle down. I don't want to talk about it. I told you. And then, buh, 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 buh. <laughs> yeah. That's it actually reminds me of when I um, said tweet the leaderboard or. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. And I really right. did care. <laughs> yeah. That, that's actually something Jerry Jones used to do a lot whenever we would have our media scrums. He'd be like, uh, no comment, but I will say this. And it was just uh-huh. the greatest juxtaposition of all time. I, I, I could. Most... By the way, Brad Allen is working the uh, Steelers Ravens game. Uh, for those who might be betting on uh, said affair, I don't know if that should uh, be an impactful thing. But just saying, Aaron, maybe that's a reason not to back the Ravens if we've got a Brad Allen contest. <laughs> well, I'm not going to back off my uh, Ravens. I actually already bet it too. So 
I will not oh, be changing my tune on the, that. There is a uh, there is a Brad Allen that's in this ga- uh, gaming space, sports gambling a lot most of the time and legalization and all that. Mm-hmm. His handle is at Brad Allen NFL. Yeah, he's been torched. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. People are coming after him. And he's a really good guy, too. He's a really good dude. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's been rough. Don't go on the end. That's too bad. All right. Let's uh, do our weekly power rankings. And for this week, we're going to talk about the playoff quarterback, head coach, play caller groups or dynamic duos or however you want to look at it, who we are backing uh, come playoff time. And so we're going to pick our top three uh, playoff groups that we like. And we will also deliver the one that we think has the worst overall offensive output. And so, uh, Joe, how about you lead the way? All right, I'm gonna starting with number three. I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, mm. Terrific coaching staff. We know about that. Everybody was right about Munkin. That was uh, talking the Baltimore Ravens up in the off season. That came to fruition. And and Lamar, he's going to be a, a two time MVP winner. All signs point <clears> to that. So is three too low? Maybe. I'm taking a guess that. Uh, at least one other person is going to have them higher. And initially when I was going over this, I was thinking about putting Baltimore higher, but yes, yes, you Aaron. Um, But I I just can't, you know, it's a smallish sample size, but I have a tough time until I see it. I can't get past Lamar's playoff record. And it it is a one and three record. Uh, His offenses have averaged 13 points per game in his four playoff games. He's thrown for less than 200 yards in three of the four playoff games. He's thrown an interception in all four playoff games. Like I'm just at a point with Lamar. I'm like, okay, he's awesome, but I got to see it in the biggest moments. Like stop losing to Tennessee, stop scoring three against Buffalo. Um, So that's what I want to see. And we know that they are a team that can have a clunker from time to time. I don't expect it to happen at home in this specific situation with this group, but Prove me wrong, um, but still giving them the respect of the of those three uh, spots with Lamar and Harbaugh and Munkin at number three overall. Number two is a uh, is a tandem here. There isn't one of those situations where the head coach and play caller are different people. And I'm going with the LA Rams, Sean McVay and Matthew mm. Stafford. I can't wait to talk about Week 18 and how they're going to handle this because there's a lot of chatter out there that they're actually going to sit, even though their playoff positioning can change uh, this weekend. That seems to be what people are are speculating. But yeah, we have a a recent Super Bowl two years ago, and you go back to the offseason, many people were talking about, all right, the Rams are going to be so bad that McVay is going to have his choice in what looks to be a great quarterback draft. He's going to be able to pick his guy for the future. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. They might get their 10th win this weekend. That's... That's how wrong many people were. And, you know, Eddie Gross was laughing at Aaron Hawksworth when she said Rams to make the playoffs. He, was, he could not yeah. stop what? laughing. Only Ed. Only Can Ed. Can we He's clip like, that? I don't, uh, I don't recall <laughs> laughing I love to replay. Oh, you, oh, oh, really? I do. Are you serious? Jake, your homework no. is to find that. Oh, <laughs> there oh, may no. have been a giggle. I mean, giggling oh. is something I do, but I don't I don't recall. Own it, Ed. Or, Oh, I think no. so. I was Sorry, I was, was somewhat of a party to this. I think the the laugh was at the Rams to win the NFC West. I think that was that sounds that was more like big. something I would do. 
Yeah. Was yeah, that part I think of that it? was what drew the I don't remember that part. That was because I was that. on the Seahawks. Oh, you did not? No, I, I bet Rams to make the playoffs plus three ten. Because we did a to make the playoff segment before the season. Now, we started. did have a guest. Yes, definitely check the tape. We did have Benny. a guest who did throw out the idea of the Rams too. winning the division. Yes. Benny Heiser. Well, yeah. You remember who? I don't remember that I, guy. I, I'm drawing a blank. I remember talking I, I about it with J-Rod. I thought it was you, me, and J-Rod. Or maybe, oh, I was or out something. that day? Possibly. Yeah, I thought so. But no, I. Anyways, but honestly, I'll go back and find yeah, it. Okay. I'm but I did. I'm I'm <laughs> joking because uh, I disagreed with Aaron as well, just not as mm-hmm. emphatically. Uh, but yeah, as far as quarterback, head coach, play caller combo, I will go with the Rams at number two and number one. Mm. Yeah, it's been a very disappointing year. But we're just talking about this. We're talking about resumes. We're talking about what they can do. And we're not so much ranking what happened in the po- in the regular season of 2023. I've got to go with Kansas City number one, the combination of Mahomes and Reed. I have to. We're talking about five wow. straight AFC championship games, guys. Like I know it's been awful this year. Five straight AFC championship games, and all of the all of the Chiefs' issues. We're not talking about Pat Mahomes, okay? That that's who we're grading. We're not grading their receivers. We're not grading their tight end in Kelsey, who has had an awful season. We're talking about the quarterback and the head coach slash play caller. That's Patrick Mahomes and it's Andy Reid. So that's why I couldn't get past this. Like I've joked about Matt Nagy uh, this year. Matt Nagy is none of these three things. Now he may have influence during the week, but we're not inside the building. We have no idea. Um, I, I do think that's real. Like he's part of these offensive meetings and, and what the plays that they're going to use and some of the scheme and how they're going to attack opposing defenses. Like he's part of that. So I do think there is some sort of an impact, but we are only talking about Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, a two-time MVP, a two-time Super Bowl MVP. I mean, it's insane that this year, if they make a run, if it would be their first road playoff game. That's unbelievable to me. So, um, yeah, I've got to go with KC number one overall. And then worst. All right, I wrestled with this one. But in the end, I mean, it isn't all that hard. is isn't all that hard. I mean, it's, you know, you could look at a team that might make the playoffs or most likely to make the playoffs. But let's talk about a team that is for sure in, that I think has the worst quarterback head coach play caller group. Put a star on it. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Come what? on. What? You, you, what? Mike McCarthy. I don't need to back it up. And it was on display again on Saturday. Mike McCarthy. Nut cutting time. Here we go in the playoffs. Gladly. I will fade the hell out of you. I'm not buying into McCarthy. And, and Dak, you know, no, no, no. I'm good. Worst. <sighs> Wow. How's wow? How is that a wow? That's all I got. You think McCarthy's they're the worst? You holding on to that? Yes. Okay, I can sit here and give you, oh, I'm gonna give a Baker and Todd Bowles. Like, okay, no, 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 no. I didn't do that. No, no. My worst is someone in the playoffs. Don't worry. Like, I'm I'm following that logic, but no, but they're 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 probably gonna be in. They're probably gonna be in, but that's the easy thing to do, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. Like canalis and uh, bowls and baker like okay fine actually 
actually, I have someone worse than the Bucks uh, as far as the okay. worst, assuming they get in. So I, I'm there, but anyway. Dallas. I'm sure Aaron also has the Cowboys as the worst, but we'll I find actually out. don't. We'll but I also will be. You should make a you, change. So get ready. You might need to make a change. <laughs> Tell Gersh to change the graphic. Do we have time? Yeah, he types it in as we go. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Right, so number three, I got a team that's first in yards, yards um, per game, first in points per game. But you mentioned Conkers, Joe, and this team has had a few. Um, they lost to Buffalo 48-20, lost to the Eagles 31-17, lost to KC 21-14. They lost to the Titans, and they really lost to the Ravens 56-19. I am talking about Tua and Mike McDaniel. Oh. I mean, this is a team that, yeah, this is a team that they have had some clunkers, and, and I don't trust them. Man. <laughs> yeah, I had to put my boyfriend in there. Maybe Dan Campbell's number one now. Um, but yeah, I, I, Tua, Mike McDaniel comes in at number three. Number two, when everyone is healthy, asterisk, when everyone is healthy, that's you, Trent Williams. The Niners rank number two overall in yards per game and oh, fourth God. in points per game. 49ers are really good. I do trust Shanahan and Brock Purdy, so I put them in at number two. At number one, this is where Joe and I really disagree. And Joe, where are the Ravens clunkers this season? Because when I look at their schedule, I don't see it. Are you going off your priors because Lamar has stayed healthy, things have gone well, and I think out of all the teams in the NFL, both conferences, the Ravens have been the most consistent. Uh, the Ravens rank first in rushing, second in overall points per game, fourth in overall yards per game. Lamar, MVP candidate, Munkin's done a hell of a job uh, replacing Greg Roman. This is an offense that people were just dragging the Ravens offense, and here they are. Todd Munkin's done a phenomenal job. This is an elite offense. So I've got the Ravens at number one. Now, I think maybe Joe looked at priors a little more than I did. I just went off what i've seen this season i do love the cowboys uh for the worst but i will be trolling ed here with a different team this is a team that needs a stellar performance from their quarterback uh they need a win and a tampa loss and i'm talking about Derek carr and i am pete carmichael who is this guy they stink I don't want anything to do with the Saints if they make the playoffs. Oh, they're not going to beat so it. Would, they ain't making it. I would, I would fade them. I would fade the Saints. Pick. Of course you um, would. Of for the record, I did have the Ravens in my top three. Like, I was just I explaining why they weren't number one. And, you know, mm. they did lose to Watson. Yeah. They lost to the Steelers. There is that. They didn't get blown it's out. <laughs> Right. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll start with number three. Uh, surprise we haven't brought these up yet. Like, I've got a couple uh, who are in my top three that haven't been brought up at all. Uh, number three, I've got Josh Allen and Joe Brady uh, as my mix here. And here's my hot take uh, for this number three. Ken Dorsey should not have been fired 
at least if you're looking at on-field production. Josh Allen has been the same solid quarterback all season long, but having healthy tight ends and an affirmed ground game have helped Allen become successful. PFF gives him the highest grade among all quarterbacks. He's been outstanding as a runner, fourth in average depth of target, tied for third in big-time throws per PFF. I think with that tough start to the season, the Bills are battle-tested, and they are dangerous. So they're my number three. Number two, this is the correct answer. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, right there, right now. There is a Enjoy that. Why Dakota <laughs> has been in the MVP conversation. My Dakota Prescott, second in EPA per dropback, third in completion percentage over expected. Kept his offense on schedule to scrambling overall athleticism. What's impressed me is that he's not just going to CD Lamb. He's getting passer ratings of greater than 100 when targeting Jake Ferguson and Brandon Cooks and likely having home field advantage in the first two NFC playoff games. That matters a lot in terms of reliability. Then at number one, Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan. If you don't think highly of Purdy, that's fine. But in this exercise, you include the play caller. Kyle Shanahan is that much better than everyone else. And then for my worst, when I'm going to ruffle up some feathers, the worst who will be in the playoffs, it's Joe Flacco and Kevin Stefanski. Way too small of a sample size. I don't buy this whole thing at all. The Browns defense is phenomenal, but this offense should leave something to be desired. Be very, very careful about Cleveland. That is the list. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, NFL make-miss playoff prices right here on the BetQL Network. Breaking tackles. Got a block. Fangs again. He is gone. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still to come on the program, we'll talk about the Survivor contests that are wrapping up uh, this week, because it is Week 18. And we'll also get into uh, more line movements when it comes to the slate. But now we're going to talk about NFL make and miss playoff prices. And Mm. I don't know if you guys are like me in terms of uh, putting together our ideas and thoughts and notes and even models here. But it is interesting how when information gets delivered in make or miss playoffs, it's all about, okay, this team will make the playoffs if they win or if they lose, then the following things need to occur. And I wonder if like some people are more apprehensive to bet on no, because they have to do that additional legwork and research because it's not presented that way. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah, I think, I think more people will just naturally go for it the make the positive result right like this i like this situation i like this team they're gonna win so i'm gonna i'm gonna bet on positive things to happen and i'm gonna bet on them to make it so yeah i do Mm -hmm. think uh i do think that's the case like betting on overs you know yeah uh, yeah yeah and are people gonna go out of their way look at a team that's in the playoff picture right now and say i don't like their path at the very end and i'm gonna bet against them uh, this weekend, I think a lot. Yeah, I think that's certainly fair to stay, say that a lot of people don't do that. Um, I don't get the price on one team at all. Like a lot of it makes sense given the point spreads and the situations and and the help and all that stuff. But I don't I don't get this make miss number. And maybe I'm just completely off base. Maybe I'm bonkers. But why are the Steelers line this way? And so what I'm seeing now is for the Steelers to make, yes, they're an underdog, 
but not all that much of an underdog. It's, it's not big at all. Um, it's only plus 130 for them to make mm-hmm. and minus 150 for them to miss. Like, shouldn't the miss be much higher than that, given all the help that they need? And so I try and look up exactly what the help is required. Like, first off, they have to beat the Ravens. Like, that yes. does have to happen. And they are favorites, though. And then the question is, okay, how much does Baltimore care about this game? Because they already have the one seed wrapped up. Uh, but then what else must happen for them? Bills definitely so, need to lose. And so it might right. be the Jags as well. Uh, or Dang. Jacksonville loss or tie. Yep. That's yeah. a no. And so minus one fifty isn't even yeah, that and. bad. I know it's <laughs> right. Is that what you're saying, Joe? Well, he, okay. Well, he, here's what. Here's their scenarios. I'll just run through them. Okay. It's so, I, I get annoyed by the tie ones, but they're everywhere. But so you got to say it because it could happen. Uh, Steelers win and a Colts Texans tie. No, Steelers win and a Buffalo loss could happen. Bills favored by three on the road. It's possible. But, yeah, you would need one upset there. Steelers win and a Jaguars loss or tie. Maybe. Uh, Steelers tie and, no, forget it. Like, I don't I don't. I don't know. I think it's – I've seen some models that are like 75 to 80% that they're out. And I would agree with that given these ideas mm-hmm. of what they need to happen. No, I I think that makes a ton of sense there. Uh, Just in large part, like, you know, again, it goes back to the motivation argument, but then also too, you're also looking at the Jacksonville, Tennessee game. And regardless of if you think the Jaguars are kind of sputtering down the stretch, you can make the argument that they are the ones with motivation, whereas the Titans do not. Now, certainly you're looking at player incentives and going to factor all that stuff in, but it does seem to me like if you have at least two outcomes that have to go in your favor, then shouldn't it be long, uh, you know, pricier than say plus one thirty, or you know, you get yes. a better payout than plus one thirty because you have at least two outcomes and neither of them are guarantees. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean that that's where I'm at with this, and that 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 pricing just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me is uh is where i'm at so like if you okay so let's say right now you go on and you do pittsburgh money line and miami money line which is a scenario here maybe the most likely scenario that parlay pays out plus 267 why the hell would you bet on steelers plus 130 that's where the pricing is just like way off Right. Like you're chipping away at the possibility of ties or the long shot outcomes, like, you know, the fourth and fifth thing down in the list. But, you know, how often have ties happened? Uh, I mean, I, we haven't had any this right. year, I don't believe. Yeah. And None. then over the last several years. Yeah. Like it's, it's like one or two tops. So you're betting on something to happen in week 18, especially when, you know, you're trying to figure out like which teams are motivated. I know they're motivated to like play the outcome. Right. Like Mm -hmm. finishing with a tie is definitely not how you want to end the year in all likelihood. So I would almost make the argument that a tie is less likely at this time of year than say the other 17 games. Yeah. You know, and and here's the other one that's, that's the popular one. Uh, So you need a Titans money line and a Steelers money line, right? And that's plus 335. Mm -hmm. So my point is going over a lot of these numbers in these scenarios, 
I would not make any make or miss bets. Let's let's go to the Buffalo Bills. They are plus yeah. 450 to miss. There is a 5% chance that the Bills miss. And people are going to bet 4 to 1 on a 5% chance. 4 to 1, 5 to 1 range. It just doesn't make any sense. These numbers are way off. I would not bet into these markets uh going into this last week. If you want to bet on, you know, a money line parlay, fine. That makes more sense to me than uh, the lack of value that we have here. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm not going to bet on any of these either. The one that I was thinking about, which obviously I put it in my uh, rankings, was the Saints. I don't think they need a lot, but having the Bucks lose to the Panthers is a big ass that probably won't happen. And you're only getting plus 250 if it does. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's also a, a scenario where I think the Bucks can win, but the Saints still make the playoffs uh, just because like they're still vying for that last wildcard spot with the Packers. So you have to factor that part in, in terms of, you know, the various possibilities. And so I, I get why some of these things are baked in. Ultimately, this isn't a market that I just love because I think we're probably overvaluing some scenarios which are stated but have a 0.01% chance of actually happening uh, because of ties mm-hmm. or games not ending in a tie, things like that. But circling back to the Bills here, the way they miss the playoffs, they lose to the Dolphins, the Jaguars win, which makes sense, and then the Steelers knock off the Ravens. Now, here's the thing that I was kind of teasing uh, earlier in the show. If you are the Baltimore Ravens, who are you afraid of in the AFC? I don't think there are too many teams that you're necessarily fearing, but the Buffalo Bills may very well be one of them. So is it possible that the Ravens, through organic means, I'm not implying anything, but is it possible through organic means that the Ravens will want to lose that game so that it is likelier that the Bills get knocked out of the playoffs altogether and your road to the Super Bowl becomes just a little bit easier? That is the one team. Like When we talked to Jason Lacafora yesterday, I asked him that very question. Like, what's the matchup? What's the team you don't want to face that can come into Baltimore and win? And I think most people wouldn't wouldn't land on that situation, right? I think that's the team. That's the scariest team right now. And um, so possibly, possibly, I guess. um, So you need Pittsburgh lot. I don't know. It's still – Chances are it's not going to happen, but, you know, they are that high-level organization where they could want to do that, but also, you know, with the egos involved and everything they've accomplished and the MVP on their team, and I I just can't imagine them being like, okay, we got to make – let's knock this team out. They are in the catbird seat, Mm -hmm. but I just have a tough time just knowing how Harbaugh thinks that that he would want to do that. What do you think, Aaron? You've, You've covered that team. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but I do think also there would be the other team in the AFC that they wouldn't want to face, like a division team that knows them well and the Flacco revenge factor. I would also look at the Browns as another AFC team that they wouldn't want to face. But the thing, though, is like you can't really do anything about that. Like you're, no, you're they're stuck locked playing in the five. or you're not yeah. stuck. Yeah, like they're locked in in the five. That's it. That's the list. But... If you can do something about the Bills, wouldn't you? 
and that's that's the part where I go, okay, like if you're talking about preseason games and building culture and all of that stuff, to me that's kind of a different avenue or a different conversation than it is the opportunity to knock out the Bills. And look, you're going up against the Steelers, and maybe you don't want to put things on film because certainly, you know, every team is looking at everything that you do. So if you – and not like you're going to just, you know, take a knee every single play. Nothing silly. And they're going to make it obvious. You're fine. But – if you do an, a sort of organic thing where if someone has the slightest nagging of injuries and you don't play them and you have that argument, if that happens mm-hmm. enough times, you go, okay, well, maybe the Ravens are not taking this seriously. And at the very least, like, yeah, the Steelers are favored and that line could get even longer, but why not just take Pittsburgh on the money line? Because you think the Ravens would be crafty yeah. enough to do something. Yeah, and, and I just so don't that... think Harbaugh would do that, though. I think he's going to play as many people as possible. It just seems to be what it, how he approaches things. Yeah, I mean, so that that long shot scenario is mm-hmm. Bills lose in Miami as a favorite. It's um, the Jaguars win as as a favorite, and the Steelers win as a favorite. Hmm. So. It is possible. You've got two favorites winning, yeah. and you've got one three-point upset. Mm-hmm. That, that's not that crazy to me. Like, again, yeah. you know, it's probably better to create the parlay on your own, but that doesn't seem sure. too outlandish. No, just the like, – uh, yeah, this is more of a, a conversation about betting on that game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That that's the thing is I, I think there's probably like, yeah, you're, you're – doing an expensive price but i would be okay doing that i i think i would be fine just in that regard this is BetQL daily presented by ben mgm coming up next what should we expect from the final week of survivor pools and other line movements that we like in week 18 that's right here on the BetQL network